Breaking news right now out of Saskatchewan. RCMP there have arrested Miles Sanderson, one of the two men accused of killing 10 people in that mass stabbing. Miles Sanderson, the suspect and focus of a prairie-wide manhunt, has been captured. RCMP were able to take Miles Sanderson into custody. We begin with breaking news after a manhunt that has loomed over this province since Sunday. Multiple sources now tell Global News the murder suspect, Miles Sanderson, who was apprehended this afternoon, has died. There you go. Those were the headlines we started to hear around the uh, dinner hour and onward. Because after four days on the run, it would all end in a police chase with Miles Sanderson taken down by police on a rural highway. This um, happening, uh, you know, with a lot of people watching, certainly from their cars, and he was taken into custody alive and then is said to have died a short time later. So either Sanderson died of injuries that he suffered over the last four days or maybe before police rammed his car or something happened to him in custody. But it's going to be a long time before we get answers because the police will likely not release anything at this point, which generally happens at the best of times. But once a police officer is involved, it, of course, all gets shut down in a shroud kind of, of secrecy, much like we saw with Nova Scotia. But, uh, you know, Sanderson certainly... Um, having him gone will come as some relief to those who had been um, living in fear that he might come back. You know, uh, could there be another attack? Uh, but it's certainly not going to make people feel better, given the calamity of what has happened. This is a guy, though, who would have been charged with several counts of first-degree murder after killing 10 people, injuring another 18. His brother had died a few days ago. And so the reality is we may never actually know the true, real motive of what would happen. And certainly by now, we have pieced together enough information to know that Sanderson was violent, dangerous. He was a ticking time boy, but bomb. And the carnage he and his brother carried out was, if you ask many people, very preventable. Jim Van Allen, a threat and risk assessment consultant over at ISN. This is Investigative Solutions Network and a former manager over the OPP Criminal Profiling Unit. Good to have you, Jim. Uh, good morning, Alfred. Well, you know, a lot has happened, certainly in um, in the last 24, or well, last week, I'd say. The, the hope always is to bring someone in uh, alive, because you want to be able to glean information, you want to be able to learn from things. I mean, there's, there's a lot to bring in, and sadly, we're not going to get that conclusion here. Well, there's, uh, you're not going to get probably a total conclusion, but I think the investigation is proceeding You've still got uh, live witnesses that are able to mm -hmm. tell you things. Uh, you're, you have reasonable interpretations that can be drawn from uh, previous uh, circumstances uh, involved in uh, Sanderson's life. Uh, I think the majority of the questions uh, will be answered, and um, uh, the why questions, I think, are, are apparent at this time. Yeah, I mean, we we have gleaned enough information, certainly since this happened, uh, from court documents and stuff that, that very much was in the public domain, that, that tell us that this guy never should have been free. I mean, he had uh, 59 convictions to his name. There was an attempt murder charge uh, on his file. It was actually downgraded. He was accused of actually trying to kill somebody who ultimately he ended up killing over the weekend. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. The 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 immediate uh, people affected likely will know the backstory of, of what might have led to this. Um, but the crime scenes themselves will tell the story. They'll tell part of the story, sure. Once they uh, get in and examine, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
wounds and clothing, uh, DNA, uh, blood spatter evidence. Uh, again, the, the live uh, witness testimony, that, that's going to put together quite a picture that I don't think believes have to be questioned after that. His, uh, his suicide was always a very real possibility in this. Yeah. His suicide was very highly uh, represented in those that commit spree killings and mass murders. That wasn't a shock either. This is a guy that uh, has, for the last year, uh, shown that he's been trying to evade consequences for uh, consequences for his act, and uh, this is just a way of doing it. You know, they're uh, sometimes they um, uh, commit suicide to just have a little bit of control over the outcome of a situation they really have little control over. Right. Yeah. And and as someone, I mean, your job. Um, you know, while it, you would have been the guy in the room questioning, let's say, a suspect or someone who is arrested, uh, reading their mind and profiling what brought them uh, to the point that they end up either in police custody or dead. That, that's something you would do. Yeah, we've uh, we've made comment on that in the past. We've made recommendations to investigative teams uh, so they can act proactively or they can manage their investigation or just to consider the risk assessment aspect of an investigation. Uh, when we arrest this guy, uh, what do we have to be really careful of? His, his arrest was a very dynamic situation. Uh, I yeah. think, personally, I think he'd made up his mind long before uh, that he wasn't going back to uh, penitentiary for this. Yeah. Um, bottom line is, though, you know, this is the second mass killing that we have had in this country since uh, Nova Scotia. You know, it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. We're in the midst of right now uh, an inquiry into the Nova Scotia. They're trying to figure out you know, what went wrong. So much of these cases, both these cases seem to mirror each other in the, you know, signs missed, um, you know, warnings ignored um, of, of how we came to be. So there's there's a lot of similarities between these cases. But as far as investigation, is this going to take I actually think it might take longer, but how hard is this investigation? How long before we start to actually get information? And, and how complex uh, is this? Are we going to see more inquiries, more inquests? I mean, this to me is is three or four years, uh, you know, of before we actually uh, get answers and or solutions. Could very well be. I mean, we have to let the independent investigation that's occurring right now into the death of Sanderson uh, yield their determination. Uh, there's going to be separate inquiries into the parole decision to release Sanderson into the public. Um, the murders, I think, uh, will speak for themselves fairly quickly. I don't know it will go on for years. Uh, possibly uh, it will, but uh, uh, I don't believe it's as complex a story as what uh, Nova Scotia will be. Uh, that, that was even bigger, more complex. Um, more curveballs in that one. Uh, this one is, um, I think, I think simpler in its uh, in its regard. He's he's shown violence over years to some of the same people he's killed. Uh, he had bad blood between them because of uh, relationship difficulties. Um, it's unusual the brother and he would team up in this regard, but we have seen two man. Uh, uh, spree killer teams before um, it. I think it is what it is. You know, the, a lot of the questions are still there. Common sense interpretations can be made even now. Yeah, and, and but you would think that common sense would have 
come in and, and I guess I look at this and I say, well, there, there clearly haven't been lessons learned since Nova Scotia as far as timely information. I mean, Brenda Lucky was on the stand two weeks ago on August 19th and the commissioner at that time said, no, we haven't put any changes in and we're just waiting for these reports, which I'm thinking. And I think most people, Jim, are saying, what are you waiting for? We know mistakes were made, obvious mistakes were made in Nova Scotia and those hadn't mm-hmm. and weren't corrected. And so I think, you know, whether or not they're going to have to bundle these as like a, a review of the RCMP, I don't know where this goes, but, um, you know, the reality is uh, we need answers. We need to know if the police force is able to do these kinds of um, policing uh, matters, if we have to break in regional policing to, to take mm-hmm. care of these smaller rural areas. I mean, there's just there seems to me to be a lot of fallout, and including the angle of the parole board. I mean, it's great that we have these reviews, but this isn't the first time. Every time we get something like this, we say, how could this happen? And then we get, well, we'll do a review, and then it happens again. And so there, there are systems and structures in place that clearly are not working and need to be changed. Well, I, uh, I applaud the RCMP for the management of this particular investigation. I mean, in four days, they had it concluded. They had the proper amount of resources uh, it's it's a difficult investigation, not as easy as, as one might think just to find a single individual. Uh, uh, the RCMP are reluctant uh, to share uh, information on a good day. Uh, that's the nature of the organization. Uh, they will be more reluctant to speak to somebody else's area of responsibility, such as uh, the independent investigation into uh, Sanderson's death, and they will be uh, very reluctant to comment on a parole issue. That will be uh, another mm-hmm. in- inquiry uh, to um, to uh, look at those issues and, and should Sanderson even have been released. So the yeah. RCMP, you know, they're the enforcement body. Uh, the the questioning, inquiring that comes after that will be somebody else's concern. I can see why they'd be reluctant to uh, comment uh, too early on that until. Uh, more facts or not. Yeah, and, and then, but there is the, the delicate uh, balance, um, you know, given that this is an Indigenous community, they're going to have to be very careful. Um, there's a lot of lost trust, and so certainly, um, you know, how they conduct and what information they release uh, will be mm-hmm. interesting to, you know, make sure that this doesn't cause further exacerbation. Nonetheless, Jim, very much appreciate, uh, talk, you know, a lot of unknowns, but, you know, dissecting the, those unknowns uh, helps us out, so I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Alex. Have a good day. You too. That's Jim Van Allen joining us uh, here. So, look, we'll get bits and pieces of updates. I'm not expecting massive updates. They will do an autopsy. I doubt we'll get those results soon. I just don't. Uh, but we'll we'll continue to watch this. Certainly the um, next steps for all those people is just trying to deal with their grief, funerals, the traditions that will be carried out. It's just, it's, it's, there's a long, long way before this was put behind us.